eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And welcome back to the First Cut Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. We are moving at a a good pace of play here for today's show. We are not on the clock. We are not going to be facing any penalties and Kyle Porter uh if you know check out the, for a full in-depth breakdown of uh, all the action from the Northern Trust make sure you download that episode here Kyle and as we begin to you know wrap things up there and move them forward uh, on into the to Medina to the re- rest of the FedEx Cup playoffs uh how is how is your how is your sort of Bryson DeChambeau takes how have they been cooking overnight so I found myself on on Monday. We're taping this on Monday morning. I found myself on Monday thinking way more about, and, and I expected this, but thinking way more about the Bryson Brooks slow play PGA Tour shot link response. All this different, all these different tentacles of this, whatever you want to call it, situation than about anything that happened in the tournament. Reed winning, uh, Abe answer contending, Harold Farner getting in the top into the top thirty, and I don't know if that is a playoff issue i don't know if it is a this time of the year issue or if it's a if it's a genuine interest in the slow play bryson thing i don't know what it is but that's kind of like where i'm at uh as of monday right after the tournament and i think that doesn't some of bryson's uh you know he he is a divisive character he is a character that has attracted a lot of attention from the moment that he turned professional af- after a strong performance in a major as an amateur now i think that part of bryson's emergence here kind of comes with a little bit of we haven't seen or heard much from him and so uh I'm not t- like like I'm not tired of Bryson's antics and I'm not as like quick to dismiss them and I'm willing to engage them because it felt it feels like we haven't been spending a lot of time with Bryson throughout the season. I'm not I we haven't been uh he hasn't been in the thick of it. He hasn't been in the mix at uh, the biggest tournaments and he hasn't been, you know, tearing it up all along the way. And so I'm like, "All right, I'll I'll entertain some Bryson antics for a couple days." Well, I think I think what's interesting, he's I think he sees himself as this like mega disruptor, like he's like because think sure. about like do I? I was saying sure. No, I I agree. Think about all the rules that have been affected, not necessarily changed, but just like that. Think about all the rules controversy that he's stirred up between the side saddle putting, the um, 
what was it? He was using like a, a compass or whatever on the greens at, at the Travelers a couple years ago. Yes, yes. No, it was a protractor. All, yeah, what, whatever. No, it was Gal- a compass. Galileo <laughs> over there. Uh, to, to, to the slow play thing. And I think he, he view the way he views it is like, yeah, of course I'm a, I'm a disruptor. I'm, I'm, you know, Snapchat, I'm whatever. And it's like, maybe, or like, you're just breaking the rules, you know, Mm. like, and, and I don't, you know, I, I think that you can get into this broader debate of like, are the rules of golf archaic or whatever, but all that to say, like, I, I think he just like doesn't get it sometimes. And I've got a quote here. So this is from a Golf Channel article by uh, Rex Hoggard, and he's talking about the Bryce. So Bryce and Kepka apparently had a meeting would would pay money to hear what was said there. But uh, they met up on uh, maybe a couple of times on Sunday. We we heard about the first one of Bryson going up to Ricky Elliott, Brooks's caddy, and being like, "Where's Brooks?" Good idea, Bryson. Uh, we don't know if it happened the second time. Apparently it did. Anyway, Bryson gave this quote. He said, everybody says not to respond to people on social media. I can I can confirm that that's good life advice. Uh, but I'm not about to let my reputation be known as a slow player. Okay. Uh, he said, I just don't appreciate that. I think it's unfortunate because people don't see what I do day in and day out. <laughs> in this next part <laughs> high-fiving the kids <laughs> saying thank you to the fans and volunteers out there and they just look at all the negative stuff like my only takeaway from that little paragraph what is that three four sentences you do not get it <laughs> like you you do not un- like you're it is not clicking my man high-fiving the kids and saying thank you to the fans and volunteers i don't understand why my coworkers hate me like yes i eat their lunch but i say good morning to them when i walk in every day that's what that sounds like i mean you just you you think that you've checked the box by saying good morning to someone every single day so then you can drink their sodas from the fridge well and again it goes back to like he, he he's when, whenever this comes up, he always, he's always pointing in different directions. Oh, look, uh, the, the slow caddies, caddy walking over there. Oh, look over there. I play quick at home. Well, look over there. I high-fived a kid. And it's like, just just say, just like, again, I said this like 10 times on our previous podcast, but like just any sentence that displays any form of humility would, would be great. He's, he's a what about king. King of the what abouts. <laughs> All, all, yeah, hail, what, what, all hail Bryson DeChambeau, King of the Waterbats. What about that? What about that quick round I played at Riviera three years ago? Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, to be fair, like hit the 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 excessive pacing of shots and slow play around the green. I I do think that's just him being Bryson. It's got to be right. Yeah, you know, I read there's a really interesting article. Jeff Schaffer kind of broke down the uh, the tour's released statement that we talked about on on our previous podcast, and he was talking about how like the tour for for like 15 years, going back to like 06 or something, 
I guess that's not f- quite 15 years, but they, 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 so because of the shot link stuff and all the data that they have, they actually time, uh, players. And so you have volunteers out there that Bryson's telling thank you to, but you have volunteers <laughs> out there and, uh, they are, there's a button like on their little, uh, computer thing that they have. And you see, you, you've been to tournaments, like you've seen the volunteers out there. They have all these contraptions and they actually like press a button once the first guy is hit to mark that that he that that player has completed his shot, and then they press it after the second guy is hit. So you can't, and then if they're playing threesomes, they press it after the uh, third guy's hit. So you can't time the first guy because there's no like starting point to it, but you can definitely time uh, between that shot and the second one, and then the second and the third. So there there is data out there that the PGA Tour owns that will give us at least some picture of like who's playing slow and who isn't. And and I don't know, maybe that's what Bryson's referencing when he says, on average, I take 30 seconds. Like, okay, well, maybe, you know, but I, it doesn't, you know, I've, I've watched you. Andy Johnson did the, that little study at the, at the U S open. Now, granted, that's like nine holes, but on average he was like 60 seconds. So you're like, that's not even close. Right. And, you know, I think the argument is in the nuance of like Bryson running up to it, like how fast do I walk and all that garbage. Um, but look, like the, the narrative is the narrative for a reason. The perception is the perception for a reason. When you have guys like Justin Thomas saying like, look, I like Bryson, but he is unbelievably slow. Like that's not, that's not, that's a real thing. And um, Bryson's just not getting it for some reason. Um, one of the whatabouts from let's let's hit a little news item and tell me if it's a big news item. One of the names that was referenced in a whatabout was Stevie Williams, uh, the caddy. Stevie Williams and Jason Day have split. Is this a big deal to you, Kyle, or is it a little deal? Uh, it's I just, I don't know that I care that much. Um, so here's the thing. Here's what's interesting. And some people were pointing this out on Twitter. Like, do we think it, this was Jason? So Jason Day's quote about it was weird. He said it was a mutual decision and a really hard one to make. And you're like, well, was, so was it mutual or was it, was it not? Like, it, I don't know. Like the way he said it was odd. But people were pointing this out on Twitter. They said, do you think Jason Day fired Steve Williams or did Steve Williams fire Jason Day? Because they were together for six events. So Day goes T21, T8, T66, MC, T40, MC. So for the last month, he hasn't finished inside the top 40. And Steve Williams, from what I know about him, is not like out here just to like, hang out on the PGA tour. Like he, he, you know, he's, he's not about that, that gig. I want winners. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, I, to me, it's not like it, to me, it more just represents like where Jason day's game is at than anything. Yeah. Jason, the, the operative question for me is, uh, do you, you know, this only resonates as a big story. If you believe that Jason day in August of 2019 is one of the 12 that matter. And I don't think he is. So he, he's ranked number 22 in the world right now, which I believe is his lowest ranking since 2012. Wow. Um, 
and he's like on the bubble for the president's cup, which is insane. I mean, he's going to, he's going to be in obviously, but, uh, cause if he, if he's not in, he'll, he'll be for sure a captain's pick. Um, but yeah, it's just been, you know, he won twice last year and he's still dropped outside the top 20 in the world. That's how kind of weak his, his 2019 has been. And you know, his thing, I kind of look up his stats. He, he, for so many years, he was like, um, the number one putter on the PGA tour, but he was never like a, he was always a great driver. So his, his strokes and driving was always great. He was never a great iron player statistically, I don't think. So this year he is eighth off the tee in strokes gain, um, 49th in putting. So that's fallen way off. And then 101st in strokes gain approach the green. Approaching ew, the green. ew, ew. That's last year, he was, last year he was 142nd approach the green. Mm. Second in putting. Year before that, hundred and tenth approach the green. I mean, he's he's just not an elite an elite golfer right now. He is a yeah. he is a one time major winner that was uh, the number one former number one player in the world. But right now, all right, right now is Jason Day just kind of like a Martin Keimer? Uh, yeah. I, what, how do how do you mean that? Just. Uh, so I was going, obviously Martin Keimer's won two majors, but it's just that, um, that, that mentality of you are a major championship winner. There was a period of time where you were the, you know, statistically number one player in the world and arguably one of the hottest golfers in the world. But as we sit here, um, there can be flashes of talent where you're like, oh yeah, I remember, or there can be flashes where, where you're taken back and you say, oh yeah, that's right. Like you are you know, potentially one of the world's best golfers or you were one of the world's best golfers, but there's just not any part of the consideration where you're, you're looking at Jason day and you have any kind of high expectations. Yeah. I mean, it, that might be a little unfair today just cause he won twice last year. Keimer hasn't won since 14. I, I think he hasn't won since his, uh, since the since US, US open. Yeah. So he wins the players and the US open in 14 hasn't won since which is wild. And he dropped to what? A hundred and 91st in the world. Okay. So I'll back off. Martin Keimer is unfair, but he's backsliding. He's on his way to Martin Keimer. Kyle, if he doesn't turn things yeah. around quick, he could be Martin Keimer. No, I, I, I think that's a good point. The, the difference is like, I, I'm intrigued by the ups and downs of Keimer's career. And with day, it, it feels more like he's just kind of like, sliding into oblivion is the wrong word, but like it does, it doesn't feel like he's got like this, like, Oh, but when he's 36, he's going to have this sick three year run. I mean, he could, but it, it, it doesn't feel, I don't, I just, I don't, it doesn't feel like that with him. Okay. I agree. Um, and one other bit of news before we get into stock up, stock down, it is that, uh, 25 players secured their PJ tour cards at the corn Ferry event in Portland, um, this, this is that, that moment where, you know, you've got, you've got, uh, a tournament going on, but it, there's also a lot more going on for a lot of these players. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it was super intense and you, you saw real emotion in a way that you just don't in like a WGC or a FedEx cup playoff event. I mean, you saw real emotion from professional golfers that are, playing their way onto to the PGA tour. And 
You know, there's several interesting stories. One of them was Scott Harrington. He finished, I think he was second or third in the event to play his way into the top 25 on the on the Corn Ferry to get his card. Uh, he's been out there for like 18 years or something like that. Like never made the PGA Tour, made it for the first time. His wife had cancer. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. And you're it, like, and, and, and you, you see him, he's playing with, uh, he's playing with, uh, Christopher Ventura, my guy from Oklahoma state. And you see Harrington just like, he's just like yelling after his putt drops on 18. You're like, this kid, what is he doing? But it's like a, it's like a legit, like real emotion that he's feeling. Like it's, he just made the PGA tour. He's never done it. And, uh, so that was cool. And then uh, on the opposite side of that, uh, my other guy from OSU, uh, Ed Lore, he needed to make a putt on 18 to uh, get into the Corn Ferry final. So he wasn't going to get his card. Uh, he was just going to get into the top, I think it was 75, and get into the Corn Ferry finals, which start this week. Um, and if he makes it, he gets in, and you can you can finish in the top 25 in the finals and still get your PGA Tour card. And if he misses it, he's out and has to go back to Q school for for the Corn Ferry Tour. And he left it uh, on the edge, like it was like hanging on the lip. And that's the difference between Q school and potentially a PGA Tour card. Damn. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's. It, I mean, it's like real stuff. Oh my gosh, that's that is the exact opposite of the pressure at the Northern Trust. Yes, it is. It was the antithesis of the Northern Trust. <laughs> yes. Coming up <laughs> on the other side, stock up, stock down, and it's time for trivia. Next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And now it's time for Stock Up, Stock Down, brought to you by TD Ameritrade, coming out of the Northern Trust, going into Medina as the uh, playoff field has been cut to 70, and then it will be cut to 30 at the end of the BMW Championship. Uh, let's start with John Rom. Rom had a share of the lead. Uh, stock Up, Stock Down for the Big Booty Spaniard. <laughs> the BBS. The BBS. Uh way up have you seen his numbers this summer yeah he's been awesome his, his last his worldwide starts his like last six worldwide starts he's not been worse than 11th his his worst finish this summer uh was a t11 at the open yeah that's it. that's his that's his worst so he goes t3 at pebble uh, he goes T2 at the Andalusa Masters, hosted by the Sergio Garcia Foundation. The full name is actually the Estrella 
Dam in a Andalusa Masters hosted by the Sergio Garcia Foundation. What if we had to cover that and write that out every time? Um, sometimes I feel like it gets a little bit mixed up with bowl names, so I am used to it. <laughs> uh, he, he wins uh, the Irish Open at La Hinch, Dubai duty-free Irish Open. T11 at the Open, 7th at Memphis, and then T3 at the Northern Trust. He... I mean, if you're like power ranking who's going to win the FedEx Cup, like he has to be in your top four. Like he's just, he's lights out right now. Who's, all right. So who else would be up there? Brooks? Are you, you're uh, still yeah, going Patrick Reed? I would go Brooks, Rory, Reed, Rom. I'll leave, I'll leave, uh, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave Reed out of there. If he sustains this, I'll be wrong, but. <laughs> so who, who's your top four or five? Uh, Brooks. So the I, you I, want me to read you the top ten right now in the in the FedEx? Yes. So it goes: Brooks, Reed, Rory, Kucher, Rom. I basically just picked the top four. By the way, uh, Cantlay, Xander, Father Abraham, Answer, uh, Gary Woodland, and DJ. Give it. Give me uh, Brooks, Rory. DJ and Rom, those are my four. I'm, so you're I, basically my list, but substitute DJ for Reed, right? And and, and jumping over uh, a Cantlay or a Xander, players that I like, that I'm just I'm just not going to saddle up with them as my picks to really turn it on, like with the uh, with the big money on the line. Do you think, speaking of that, do you think these guys get jacked for like 15 mil? Like is, is like our Brooks, let's start with Brooks, Roy and DJ. Are they like, man, 15 mil? Like, dude, that's what's, I'm going to get after it this week. Or is it just kind of like, yeah, it's just, yeah, more money. I don't think they get jacked specifically for the amount, but I do think that, with it being like, this isn't, I mean, this ain't a for charity situation, right? Like this ain't like, Oh, we're playing to, Oh, like we're playing to win money, but the money's all going to, you know, go to a good cause. So everybody wins. I think that because there are winners and losers, because there are uh, colleagues and peers who get 15 million and then colleagues and peers who won't get 15 million. It's like that very, it's it like taps into the competitive nature. It it sort of taps into the, um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw uh, a big old hunk of meat into the into the middle, and we're just gonna see who goes and gets it. I think that is what they get up for. I don't think it's the number. I just think it's the fact that it's a tournament for a big old sack of money and a competition for a big old sack of money. Where on at East Lake, I think we see it. Uh, I think that's where we see it start to catch hold. Yeah, but here's... Okay, so yes, I agree. But here's the point, is that when you're talking about competition only, it's still just a PGA Tour event, right? And so I think think you see an intensity commensurate with a regular PGA Tour event, even like... And and it feels like the money should make it like it should raise the intensity to like a, a major or at least like somewhere in that ballpark i don't think but it because does. but because and, and i agree with you because they care more about all right i pr- perceive they care more about like winning a golf tournament than winning a bunch of money 
then that inherently means that you're going to get the intensity of a regular PGA Tour event than it, 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 what I'm saying is basically like the money does not ratchet it up like it, it, it is intended to. Uh, or it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, like I, Rory's won. Uh, Brooks has not won a FedEx Cup, right? Right, yeah. right. I I I think that Brooks might want. I think I think that in the year of Brooks, he just might want to have that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not I mean, like I I'm not. I don't know why I feel like I'm making a controversial statement picking Brooks Kepka to win this thing. Well, it does feel that way though. I I heard a quote from him the other day. He said, you know, uh, this is this is what you. He, <laughs> it was the Wyndham Rewards at the end of the year. He said, "This is what you play for all year to be number to be number one in the Wyndham Rewards." And I was like, in my head, I was like, "At what date of 2019 do I think Brooks found out about the Wyndham Rewards?" Was it when he got invited to this event? Was it in August? Yeah. Was it in June? When was it? Was it what? Probably wasn't January, right? <laughs> it was not January. No, man. Oh, he's the best. All right. Uh, stock up, stock down. You just referenced him. He's in the top 10 of the FedEx Cup. Father Abraham answer. Um, Father Abraham. He had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. Uh, he's So answer from Mexico, correct? Yeah, played at OU. Boomer. Is, is part of the President's Cup picture. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. President's Cup team's pretty... I mean... Like the one of the problems is that they need the Americans to send their like under thirty squad to like have a shot. Uh, maybe like their under twenty five squad. <laughs> Are you just trying to send Colin Marikawa, Matthew Wolf, and uh, Victor Hovland? Oh, Victor Hovland's well, Vic- from Sweden. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, Norway. Um, but yeah, like they don't. Yeah, when Kepka and all those guys are involved, they don't really have a chance. But the international team's fascinating. Sun JM, my guy. Siwoo right. could be involved again after his, you know, uh, going finger to the lips at, at Liberty National in 2017. Build a statue, Sean Martin says. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hideki. But no, yeah, Hideki, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he'll be there, obviously. Adam Scott's playing great. Day. Um, Abe. Father, Father Abe. He, uh, okay, so... Going back to he wins Australian Open at the end of eighteen, and then he's had a weird year because he's missed six cuts. Uh, he let's see here he was T sixteen at the PGA solid, T forty nine at the U.S. Open, misses the cut at the Open, but then he goes second at the Northern Trust, and then. Uh, there was somewhere else where he can, t- oh, it was the players. He finishes T12. Uh, so he's had some like really good starts, but then he's had some, he just like, he's missed a bunch of cuts as well. So I, I don't know. Like I like him. I think he's a good player. Um, I'll, I'll go, I'll go stock up just because he, he, I, I thought he really kind of showed out, uh, on the weekend at, at, uh, at Liberty national. And you just mentioned him. Are we stock up or stock down on Adam Scott? Uh, I'm way up. Nobody's talking about him. He's been awesome this year. He's got uh, six top tens, two runners up, 
just finished fifth at the Northern Trust. It's like top three in strokes gained. I mean, an all-time strokes gained year, and we're just ignoring it. Like, it's not happening. He's he's done the opposite of Jason Day. He's up to 17th. He was 41st at the at the beginning of the year. He's up to 17th in the world right now. I, I just, I think he's playing awesome golf. This time last year, Chip, he was uh, number 76 in the world. So, doesn't he have the, but what's his winning drought? Aren't we dealing with a little bit, of, it's been a while since he's been able to actually break through? I feel like that, like, we aren't talking about him. But I feel like we were talking about him earlier in the year, and if I remember correctly, the discussion was he's just got to break through uh, and log another win. Yeah, he hasn't won since sixteen Honda Classic. Yeah, because it's so, he's stroke. he's been there. He has been there, as you just mentioned. But uh, he's you got to close the deal. Strokes gained update: number one, Rory, two point six. That's unfathomable. Number two, Cantlay, two point one. Uh, Adam Scott's three at 1.9. Wow. There's only two guys in the twos and Rory's almost like he's kind of staring at three. And it speaks to his ball striking that Adam Scott's also had some pretty bad putting performances throughout this success. He has, he he's putting it better this year though. He is, uh, let's see here. I'm going to say number 30th in strokes game. He's, He's 40th. Yeah. Um, but for him, I mean, that's like being first, you know, <laughs> yeah, you can't, we can't, we can't, we can only have but so many scales that we grade these guys on. <laughs> you're either, you're either gain, you're either gaining, uh, a bunch of strokes on the field with your putter or you're not, um, yes, but stock way up for Adam Scott. And that has yeah. been stock up, stock down brought to you by TD Ameritrade. Uh, all right. Trivia time. Let's, let's see if, uh, see if chip can do it. Get anything? Yeah. Any points? Are we are we ending with this? Ending with trivia? Yeah. Okay. Let's end with this. Uh, I got some. I think I think you can get. I think I think we're in your 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 world, your wheelhouse right here. So Patty Reed wins at Liberty National on Sunday. He's now one of this is this is a Justin Ray special. Justin Ray, head of content, Fifteenth Club. He does a great job uh, with all their stuff. Everybody should check out his work. He. Posted this on Monday. You might have already seen it. But um, Patrick Reed won for the seventh time on the PGA Tour on Sunday. He's now one of just four players under the age of 30. Currently under the age of 30. Yeah, currently under the... Yeah. With seven or more PGA Tour wins, including a major. Can you name the other three? Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Justin Thomas? Yes. Does Justin Thomas have seven? I think he's got nine. Okay. Because JT had, in his player of the year season, didn't he also have like four or five wins? I think he had five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was on his way there just thanks to that one season. All right, ju- um, now one of just four. So Reed, Spieth, JT, and then our fourth. Oh, is it Brooks Kepka? Yes. And it's Brooks Kepka because four of his wins are majors. <laughs> Brooks gets, I was sitting there trying to figure out uh, what these other, like I was trying to tally up the wins and it's like, well, if you only need to get to seven and I know he's got like a CJ cup in there uh, and he's got a, a few other dubs along the way. So yeah, Brooks Kepka. Uh, a few other dubs. Uh, Rory holds a lead of 0.1 strokes 
per round over Patrick Cantlay in the PGA Tour season scoring average race. Should Rory win the season scoring title, he would join who as the only players from outside the U.S. to win the scoring title three or more times? Oh, wow. Outside the U.S. Three or more times. And it's a PGA Tour scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Scoring average. Uh, Ernie Els. That's a phenomenal guess, but it's not correct. Um, how long has PGA Tour been? Uh, is it VJ Singh? No, that's another great guess. Are we going backwards from that era that I was just plucking from? Yeah, but not not super far. Greg Norman. Yes. Nice. Hey, hey. All right. <laughs> okay, I got I got one bonus one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm playing with house money right now. Let's you're go. You're feeling you're feeling yourself. <laughs> uh, so Jordan Spieth shot 67 on Sunday, his lowest final round score worldwide in 2019. Uh, he finished second in the field. We talked about this in our previous pod. He finished second in the field in strokes and putting. For the season, he's averaging 0.86 strokes gained per round on the greens. This is this ranks where in his career uh, hierarchy in terms of like from best to worst seasons putting. One number one, I think it's his best. The best total of his PGA Tour career. Yeah, that's crazy. A- am I right? Yeah, yeah. It's it is the best putting season of his PGA Tour career. Yeah, I mean, he he Jordan like the 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 phrase Jordan Spieth has never putted better than he's putting right now is is like statistically true. I thought you were going to ask me what uh, he shot a sixty seven. It was his lowest final round score. I know his average Sunday score. I think is seventy four. I was going to guess that his second lowest Sunday final round score in twenty nineteen would be a seventy one. Uh, I've got it. Well, I'm pulling it up right now. So he goes, uh, let's see here. He shot a, he shot an 81 on Sunday at the Genesis open. Um, <laughs> he shot a, uh, he shot a 69 at the, at Mexico. Okay. And he shot a 68 at St. Jude. All right. So he's, he, even if his scoring average is not in the sixties on the weekends and far from it, he at least does have those on his card somewhere. Yes. But Damn. everything else is like there's a 77, there's a 76, there's a 75, two 75s, that 81. I mean, it's just a it's just a wasteland of high 70s. Just blood everywhere. Yeah, it's it's a bloodbath. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, he is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip. <laughs>